have come to fight as three men. And three men you are. Pack your bags, fellas. War's over. Oh, that's brilliant, Bumpkin. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Handle here in the morning crew on a Tuesday, June 26th. Uh, big stories that we're covering. Supreme Court, of course, ruling in two massive cases. One, the travel ban. The other one, the abortion message. And that sort of changes everything, especially here in California. And so there's much to talk about this morning. In the meantime, uh, right about this time every week, it's uh, Brian Suits. It's Tactical Tuesday. And uh, Brian, uh, who's heard every Saturday from uh, 10 to midnight, Sunday from 8 to 10 right here on KFI. So, good morning, Brian. Happy and- birthday to Chesty Puller, oh, the most marinist marine of all right. marines. Yes. 120 years ago, Chesty Puller. Uh, what, World, World War One? Born. Oh, I thought he was World War Two. Oh, he was. Okay. World War, Whiskey, Whiskey One, and Whiskey, Whiskey Deuce. And the, and the Big K. He did all three? Oh, yeah. He was the guy in Korea. When the Chinese surrounded the Marines at the Chosin Reservoir, they- he said, finally... They can't get away from us. How many people know who Chesty Puller is out there? The important thing is the people who know, they know. Mm. And if they don't, then they don't. they're crappy Americans. Okay, there you are. Bottom All line, right. You're an S.E. American if you don't know who Chesty Puller is. Fair, fair enough. Now, uh, let's get to a bunch of topics. And one of the biggest stories I want to cover is what's happening in uh, the Mideast. And uh, you know, as we start with, uh, everybody knows I'm biased for not only... That's racist. Yeah, absolutely. Not only am I biased for obvious reasons, but on on a moral issue. But you're saying that all, so you're saying all Jews are just yous. Just you? And you're biased because you're Jewish? Uh, yes, that's okay. one. But there are, pl- you know, there are plenty of Jews out there that are pro-Palestinian. I know, it's weird. It is. Like my agent. Your agent is Jewish and he's pro-Palestinian? Your, yours too. Yeah. Uh, no, not mine. Really? Yeah. I thought you were with... Uh, no, oh. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's, why don't we just move on and talk about what's going on in the Middle East? Cause there are some changes things Bill, you wouldn't expect. Here's what's going on. When your foe has nuclear weapons and F-16s and Apache helicopters, what do you do? You send kids. Well, a month ago you ran at the border and you were shot at by the Israeli defense forces. Cause as it turns out, it's an international border and they view that as an invasion. Right. So the media didn't exactly rush to the Palestinian side when it turns out that most of those guys were Hamas. Most of the dead were Hamas. And then they also, like I told you on your very show here, the reason that tactic didn't work was because Hamas ran out of money for the death benefits for the guys who were killed by the Israelis. So that thing ended within about 72 hours. So you know what's going on now is little boys are flying kites. That's what they've fallen back on. When I say little boys, I mean 25-year-old men are flying kites with incendiary devices for tails, you know, providing ballast. And at about a 1,000 meters of fishing line, they cut the line and they let the kite land in Israel. The count so far is about 15,000 acres of farmland uh, and forest, eucalyptus. And there, you've been to Israel. There's mm-hmm. actual forest there. There's mm-hmm. eucalyptus. Uh, you know, it looks like Moore Park, right? And... <clears throat> um, and so they, they're burning Israel. The Israelis have every right in the world in the interest of self-defense to shoot back at people that are flying incendiary kites. No, no, they, no, they don't because it's proportional. Uh, yeah. So one kite, then they have to have kites. So it's uh, kite to kite. 
And uh, all the bullets, since the uh, Palestinians don't have bullets, and certainly the Israelis shouldn't use bullets. No, and also the wind blows because Gaza is on the Mediterranean coast. Uh, the wind blows predominantly from sea uh, inland. So the Israelis can't match it kite for kite. You know, there's a kite gap. So the Israelis are in are between the devil and the, and the deep blue sea on this one uh, because there, there's literally, there's nothing they can do to retaliate because the Palestinians have discovered the perfect asymmetric warfare. Whenever the Israelis look like they're going to snipe at a kite flyer, they put a kid on the kite or usually an adult lights the incendiary device and a kid is sitting there flying yeah. the freaking kite. Right. What it, if your neighbor was doing that at, at your house? I know you, you live so far away from your neighbors that uh, no kite could reach your land. But if they did, I'm just saying if they did, uh, you'd call the police. Yeah, pretty much. So is there a defense to that? You would think the Israelis would I know what be I able would do. to. Uh, well, yeah, other than shooting at these kids, which is, uh, let, let's say in terms of optics, not so good. Uh, is there a defense? Have they figured out? If anybody can figure it out, the Israelis can. Oh, because they're just so clever. Well, yeah. That's true. Um, well, the deal is. They're trying drones. They're trying to cut the lines with drones. The problem, and, and luckily though, for for them, there's a burnt zone. There, you know, you can't do much damage if you cut the kite down before it gets, you know, a mile of string or whatever. But but uh, th this is causing a lot of consternation in Israel because the the Palestinians have discovered this perfect thing. But the, but if you haven't seen it on TV, then they're not winning. Uh, and, and the only time you see it on TV is because the only thing that Hamas produces are corpses. And so because the Israelis are not giving them what they want and shooting back, they're just absorbing the fires and just putting out the fires. All right. Everyone agrees. That's the only tactic is suck it up. Now, I, when I come when we come back, I want to talk about the politics of the Mideast in terms of what the Arab countries are doing in the Mideast relative to the Palestinians. Yeah, and I my here's my my quiz for you and listeners. There's a large nation with street demonstrations right now in their capital city, and the crowds are chanting, Death Palestine. So see if you can guess who that is. Here's a big clue. Canada. They're chanting in Farsi. Oh. Beverly Hills. Yes, certainly. We'll be right back uh, with uh, Brian Suits, KFI. KFI handle here on a Tuesday. Brian Suits, uh, Saturday and Sunday here on KFI. Saturday, 10 to midnight. Sunday, 8 to 10 with the Dark Secret Place on Saturday. and have no idea what the hell you call the Sunday show. The number one show in Los Angeles. That's what we call it. Okay, well, very well said. So it doesn't have a name other than the number one Super show. Super Hyper Local Sunday. Oh, there you go. The place where news breaks. Uh, there you are. How much news breaks on a Sunday night? You would be shocked. I've Everything probably... you talk about on Monday morning, I, I did it, was funnier in real time on Sunday night. Who are you talking about? What? No. All right. Uh, we were, let's go back to what is uh, going on in, and we're guessing now, uh, the demonstrations in that Farsi-speaking country, and as you pointed out, it's not Beverly Hills. Iran! Uh, Islamic Republic of Iran. So why are, and you're talking about demonstrations against Palestine, not death to uh, America. Well, it's against the, 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 the Ayatollahs right now. The economy's in the crapper. I mean, believe it or not, even after $158 billion of their own money coming back, none of it trickled down to the Iranian people. They're in the streets right now. The riot police are tear-gassing them and shooting them. But one other chance besides... Down with the Ayatollahs, the Yakuns, uh, is death to Palestine. Not inconvenience. 
and not blackouts or bad cable, but death to Palestine. Just like they used to normally chant death to Israel, death to America. They're saying death to Palestine uh, because uh, Iran funnels between 60 and 80 million bucks per month to Hamas. Uh, and this is stuff in the Iranian people used to have a lot of staples subsidized um, cooking oil, flour and gasoline for their cars, which, you know, uh, complaining about paying 30 cents versus 10 cents per gallon or per liter, you know, is a little over our heads. But but the, the Iranian people are in the streets and they're really pissed off because of the excesses of the people in charge of them. Uh, also because of the fact that the Iran the, the, the Iran's about to sign a gigantic arms deal with Iran and they they have there's no like logical rivals that, hey, to so the Iranian people that, that what that happens that. what happens to Hamas so let's say if it's 80 billion dollars or 80 million dollars a month uh you're now talking a billion dollars so what happens if that's cut off the, just, cut, the, just the cut off Europeans have to write bigger checks that's who funds Hamas is the the barely concealed anti-Semitism that exists so, from France to Italy it goes to Hamas in the form of uh, donations. So does that continue on? Is that made up yes. by Europe? Yeah, it is because the Israelis are like the Romans. You know, they're portrayed as the enemy and the whole thing. And and they're and and the the Israelis uh, were one of the original partners on the F thirty five fighter. They just received theirs a couple months ago, and they've already been in combat. And there's a lot of Europeans saying. Uh, this is yet another reason why we shouldn't be uh, allied with the United States because they're arming Israel with their latest weapons. And what good is a stealth fighter against a Palestinian boy? That's, they're, they're actually saying that in the European Parliament. All right, so let's talk about that F-35, uh, and that is uh, the sale to Turkey. Uh, it's still a NATO country. They they signed up for 100 F-35s at $100 million a pop. Um, their money is as good as anyone's, apparently, and they are still a NATO ally, even though Erdogan... Sunday night, they're counting the votes. He's going to be president for life. It's not very NATO-like, but NATO is not about democracy. It's about a military alliance. So the the Turks, on, on one hand, are now, are now in possession. As of last Wednesday, they took possession of their first two F-35s at Fort Worth, Texas. They're now in possession of our most cutting-edge stealth technology. Period. Final. Right. They're also they've also signed a deal with Putin to buy Russia's most advanced air defense system the s-400 the russians have no intention of selling them the actual fully mission capable system because they know that americans are going to get our hands on it because because it's a nato nation uh however we don't have any such controls about turkey and the f-35 probably before the engines cooled down russian techs were all over the f-35 uh, in turkey probably right. by friday night so what does that do tactically for us we, we don't we even, don't know even yet search, even strategically the politics of turkey and how are we at any kind of risk we, we have to assume that the f-35's most classified systems are going to be compromised by the end of this year uh, and that we're not going to find out until the russian countermeasure which they're very 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 good at coming up with uh, until we see a Russian countermeasure, the one Achilles, the difference between now and 1988 is that in 1988 the Russians hid their countermeasures. These days they sell them. So, so don't be surprised if the Russians within a couple of years yeah. are are saying, "Hey, so, who's going to be on the other end of F-35?" I remember maybe it was 20 years ago uh, when there was such a huge outcry when the United sell, uh, United States sold AWACS to Saudi Arabia, yeah. and that exploded politically. And now no one even cares anymore, do they? No, 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 no. And and we don't, you know, the the Saudis are in the middle of a fairly brutal war in Yemen. 
we're not only continuing to provide them the weapons to do it, but we're also giving them material assistance in the form of uh, real-time intelligence and, and things like that. Because, and, and I guess this is, I guess, my, if people are unaware of this, we've been at war with Iran for three years, three or four years now. And it's a hot war in Yemen. It's also a hot war in Syria. But we've been at war with Iran, and they've been at war with us. And it's all proxy fighting. Yeah. Or is it actual Or troops? is it? Huh? In Yemen, French special forces are on the ground, and they're killing Iranians uh, in Yemen. What a mess. So we killed Iranians in Najaf in 2004. All right. Uh, Brian. Right, and they killed us. Uh, yeah. And the world's in a great place, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the United Nations uh, was formed in 1945, we'll never have these kind of conflicts again. All right, Brian Suits, uh, Saturday and Sunday right here on KFI. Woot. Yep. Thank you. Bye.